Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMO Cast. I'm Chris, back with good old Tim, who went to Disneyland. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. We'll get into his experience later on in the podcast as Tim uh, does have barely anything in the Disneyland Resort pile, so that's plenty of time for him to talk about stuff. So um, we're going to start off by this weird one. Um, So there's been a lot of controversy lately behind The Rock. I am not a big fan of him because um, his dog ate some poisonous mushrooms a long time ago and his dog died. And if it's not bad enough, the dog had been known to get in the poison mushrooms. So I've always kind of disliked him for not making sure, you know, you're rich. Make sure your dog doesn't get into mushrooms. I digress. I see this post and I'm like, this can't be real. And whenever whenever it's so close to April Fool's Day and... You know, I don't know if you saw this, Tim, on Instagram. Now there's a new feature with the update where literally you can, it says you're up to date. And then now you have to click on this thing that says go to old posts to see people's posts if you've already seen them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh my accidentally, I accidentally hit refresh twice when I was doing something else. And what ended up happening was I only saw one post and then I'm looking and I'm like, why do I have all these posts from famous people I don't know? And what it is, is they're trying to push suggested viewers so oh wow so i go to my old post and i see this this post we're gonna talk about and i'm like that doesn't seem right i go is it april fool's day i'm like no that came out like yesterday and you know so we're recording this on thursday because tim just got back yesterday and they're doing a live action moana adaptation apparently with the rock and um the carvalho girl returning as maui and uh moana I don't know how I feel about it. I, it'll be interesting, um, to say the least. And I mean, is it like how they've done all the other live action ones, or it's going to be the exact story, but you know, with live action, or are they going to have a a twist on it? Um, it'll be interesting to see what other actors they get to you know, come in there, who's going to be, you know, Moana's dad, the chief, who's going to be, um, Tafiti, who's going to be, I can't remember the name of the crab, who's going to, you know, going to be that, who's going to be the grandma. Um, hey, 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 hey. Well, hey, hey's a chicken. Well, he um, knows to be hey, hey, I already know who's going to be hey, hey. And Vin Diesel? No, um, the one that actually voiced him, um, Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball. Oh, Alan Tudyk, yeah. Alan Tudyk. Uh. And mm. they better use Tamora Morrison as the, her dad because he played his dad, her dad in the thing, and he's the perfect age to be her dad in the in the movie. Right, right. So we'll see. You know, do they do that or? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But it was interesting, like I said, to say the least, because all of a sudden, you know, I'm scrolling through and I'm like, what the heck? This doesn't seem right. And then The Rock posted it on his Instagram. I'm like, oh, well, uh, there you go. And I think he even, I think he posted a picture of him with Maui's hook. So Yes, with his daughter or something like that, or a, a young child. Yeah, it was with his daughter, yeah. So, so I mean, we'll but, see what, what comes of it, because, I mean, what was the last live action when they did Aladdin or Mulan? Um, uh, Aladdin, I think. So when they talked about the Mulan one, 
that one, like, it legit, because it wasn't as controversial as the Aladdin one, because as we've talked before, regardless of what, um, regardless of what Will Smith has done since, there was a big thing about how he didn't portray it the same as um, Robin Williams, which I think was a smart move on his part. Um, Mulan removed the best part of Mulan, which was Mushu. And so, you know, there is a comedic ab- ac- uh, a, co- uh, a comedic aspect of it with the different creatures that she interacts with. So you can't have those removed. So the only thing I'll say is, is it took, I think, Mulan... Man, well, they're talking about like two years, three years before anything even came about for it. So, right. And actually, we were <laughs> way off. So, Aladdin was May of 2019. You are correct. Mulan was September of 2020. But there was also Cruella, which is Hunter One's Dalmatians, and Pinocchio just came out the end Cruella, of the year. Cruella doesn't count. <sighs> Why does it not count? Because it's the prequel. <sighs> but it's of Hunter One Dalmatians. Right, but no, but it doesn't have the Dalmatians in it. But it's a li- it's a live action. No, I know, but it's not a recreation. The, the Cruella one was a prequel remake. about how she became Cruella de but, Yeah, but if not, I mean, that was in May of 2021. Then Pinocchio was September of 2022. And I completely forgot about Pinocchio because it did Pinocchio, so bad. Yep. And then Peter Pan, Wendy, you know, coming up the end of this month. Little Mermaid next month. But that isn't that Peter Pan and Wendy. That was a show, isn't it? No. It's a movie? It's a movie, yeah. Oh, I thought it was a show. Oh. Well, and here's the thing. So, I understand why they made the change to Mulan. I understand, like, since we have seen the some enough stuff, we'll talk about it again a little bit in a minute, but about The Little Mermaid, um, we do know they can keep a lot of the things from it. But apparently... Um, there's a big thing on TikTok right now. They changed the Kiss the Girl song to sound less rapey, I guess, or something. I don't know. Wow. I just know they, apparently they changed the Kiss the Girl song. So when we inevitably see it, we'll have to let our people know. Um, yeah. The They have a new, it's a sizzle reel. It's basically for the Disney 100. It reminds me of like, Every year, like a movie studio has like a big thing, or like the Marvel logo. When the Marvel logo pulls out, you see all these different action scenes mixed in it. This one has actual like scenes as like it flows through from different movies and basically talks about these different movies are a part of a hundred years of tradition and things like that. And it's pretty cool seeing like all the different stuff because you forget about a lot of things and. Yep. If you ever think of a Disney cartoon that you're like, man, I remember this cartoon. It was about this. Um, what was the one I just saw? There was one that came out and somebody didn't like it so much and was mad that it was trying. They, they thought it was too much like their idea that they that's the reason why they pushed Lilo and Stitch so hard was because they were behind Lilo and Stitch and they did not want the other person to succeed. So it's a great cartoon, but it got no backing and they actually had a, a second one. What was it called? It's not, is it the lost treasure? I can't remember what it's called, but it was like in a constant rotation on like Disney channel and things like that, but it wasn't every anything. People were like, Oh, Hey, so there's a lot of cartoons that people don't even realize probably 
and they started redoing him. Like Ferdinand has got redone. And that was a short cartoon from when I was before I was even little, you know. So seeing these ones brought me back and it kind of reminded me of how much content there is actually out there for, you know, the Disney cartoons. Right. Right. And like you said, and it's cool just to see kind of reminisce in films that you forgot or not necessarily. I mean, forgot just, you know, it's I like, mean, oh, yeah. I mean, at one point they were putting out what, like two films a year yeah. animated. And so and, and you got to remember, Tim and I are lucky enough to where our literally our animated was we had Aladdin. We had um, the Little Mermaid. We had Pocahontas um hercules beauty and the beast like we had all these big huge it was the yeah uh, the renaissance of it tarzan like it mm, was crazy is hunchback and under date and when you actually look at it too it's kind of crazy because like the, the dude gets hung in tarzan and like right. you're like you don't realize it till afterwards you see his silhouette and you know and you also right. gotta think too those also sprouted off other like DreamWorks had like Fern Gully, the last rainforest, stuff like that. So they literally, it was just a huge boom of animated features. So yeah. like you said, it is cool seeing them and reminiscing a little bit about it. Right. Exactly. Um, the next one, I think this one's different because so um, there's a, they're going to do the secret invasion series is coming up with Samuel L. Jackson um, there is a rumor this is going to lead into the Secret Wars, because um, I believe it's the Armor Armor Wars is the next one I believe, and Armor Wars is with Don Cheadle, basically talking about the Stark tech after Stark's gone. Um, but this one, it basically they're waiting to see who's a scroll, who's not a scroll. We learned a lot about scrolls from um, Captain Marvel, so now we're just kind of waiting to see, you know, what what happens with this. It looks amazing. Um, Colby Smolders is back. We have um, Samuel Jackson back with a, a fake eye in this one. So you can see where the cat scratching from Captain Marvel. Um, I'm sure there's going to be more cameos from other superheroes in that we don't know about yet. Um, but it does look really great. And um, it did give me a lot of the other. It kind of matches the theme of the other series, which I know Tim would appreciate. Because a lot of times when you get one series that you know, they spend all of it on the acting or whatever. Or if you spend all the money on the CGI and the background stuff, you could tell. So this one does look um, pretty cool. Um, we also did get a little new live action look at the Little Mermaid from Entertainment Weekly. Didn't it give like a better picture of um, of Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, well, and I think on all of that, they always have like Entertainment Weekly or Variety or some of those that they get um, a better look at it um, and different scenes as well. So uh, I'm sure it, let me see, I'm just scrolling really quick right now. Yeah, it kind of shows more Melissa Cartney, her face, but kind of a side profile on it. Yeah. Which it looks just like Melissa McCarthy dressed up as Ursula. It's not like they did anything super crazy which is nice you know it's not like they did any um oh what do you what do you call it um i can't think of the word that i'm looking for <clears throat> prosthetic work on her yes so 
and then and then like anything else you just get better up close um photos of like you know Ariel, king triton eric type deal um and then a couple like historic scenes so it's cool we'll see uh see how it does yeah i mean we're gonna think about i mean i i'm not gonna judge this movie until it comes out just because we don't know i will say seeing um the actress i think her name's Haley berry she looks yeah. almost exactly like Halle Berry, but it's Haley Berry. Um, she looks phenomenal. Um, her voice sounds on par. I've heard she's an amazing singer. She was actually at, I don't know if you got this, Tim, and the uh, park stuff, but um, they had their college, the college kids were coming back. And uh-huh. um, she actually did like a meet and greet type thingy with them and performed for them. So it was pretty cool, like, She's got an amazing voice, and, you know, she is what we hope she is. So, fingers crossed, you know, she does, you know, bring in it, but I have high hopes. Right. No, exactly. And then to kind of just uh, piggyback on what you were saying as far as, you know, um, critic scores and whatnot, um, did you see, I guess you kind of put this in gaming mode, kind of talk about it right now, the Super Mario Brothers score on Rotten Tomato audience versus critics. No. So critics have it like at uh, 54%. So it's rotten. Audience has it like at 95, 98%. And that's how it almost always is. <clears throat> that's so, I'm sorry, 96%. 54 on critics, 96 on audience. But, so uh, wait, but there's a problem with that, though. There is a problem I found out. So... They don't release all the critic scores at one time. So that critic score could go up. They could have go up. Yeah, it could go either uh, way. Apparently they 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 there's some sort of delay they do with it. I don't know why they do it, but there is a possibility it could do better. So hmm. fingers crossed that does happen. Right. No, exactly. I mean, it's just a big I mean, hopefully it does go up for the critic score, but I mean, at least with the audience score, the audience is liking it and i mean that's really the one that i would care about is you know if i was it and maybe it's different (coughs) not a director or anything but if the audience likes my movie isn't that who you're making the movie for yeah yeah but i mean that just i mean as that big of a spread i was like oh wow so like you said hopefully you know more come out more critics like it boost that score up and hopefully that audience score still uh still stays uh stays high yeah there's actually i think the other thing too is i think some critics don't get access early access like others do so you know they might not have it written up yet or they might be waiting because some people some people will love it but don't want to affect the critic score they don't want it to do well because they hate chris pratt and you know whatever your opinion is don't matter to me but you know do what you're gonna do so they might wait until afterwards to release it because they are trying to be honest right yeah so, um, we did get a teaser release for the Muppet Mayhem streaming premiere date announced for May 10th. It looks like the start of, like, a space movie or something. And it's like, I can't remember what it even said. It looks weird, but it's Muppet. So, you know, we'll, get a, full tra- we'll get a full trailer release soon. Um, right. 
CEO Bob Iger has stated the journey of water inspired by Moana is final element of Epcot expansion. It makes sense because I know they've been talking about adding stuff to Disneyland. And um, with the announcement of the approval of the, of the Universal Park in Texas, I'm sure that the next phase in planning will be to add one element, whatever they're going to add to Disney parks and Disneyland area, and then shift their focus onto building a new resort, either in further Southern California by San Diego, in Arizona, or in Texas. Um, we will see how the uh, that goes. Um, and Disney, so this one I think is important, whether regardless of what you believe in. Um, Disney CEO Bob Iger doubles down on inclusivity and diversity during shareholders meeting. Now, the importance to this is people, a lot of people don't know that, like, he has sent basically to Pixar, stop pushing your agenda in films, make the films, just make them be a film. Don't say to inter interviews, we're going to put as much gay stuff in it as possible, which one person did say, we're going to push our agenda. I they may have been heated. I don't know how truthful it is, but from onward, the complaints about that one were ridiculous. That the the, co the police officer who was female said my wife, and people had an uproar. I think that's that's overreacting beyond belief. Um, but I think because of his statements he said in the past about comments, he does have to mention that just because he wants them to make a good film and not push a certain topic doesn't mean they're not going to be inclusive and, you know, deal with diversity well. And the big problem was is there were reports from employees that things had not changed about inclusivity and diversity. And there was the suit, wasn't it, from the person that was wheelchair-bound? Yeah. I believe. So they're trying to kind of, I know, push that way. <clears throat> um, this one is amazing. Me and Tim, for what now? Six months? Seven months, right. Tim, we've been talking about? <clears throat> the former Hulu president, Joe Early, has been named to take over Disney's entertainment streaming. And all that tells me is they are working on creating one platform. Now, the reason why I extra think that is because, for those that don't know, Disney Plus has a lot of adult shows already on it. There is a lawsuit ongoing right now. They're saying that basically um, my family watched a mature thing on there. And they're like, bro, it says TVMA. Why are you letting your kids watch this stuff? So that's problem number one for the parents. The other thing is, is all over the, the world, they get stars through Disney+. Plus. So, And it's called Stars TV. It's not the Stars channel. So I have a strong feeling with all these other places merging with Warner Brothers and HBO being at such odds where they can't make up their mind whether they're going to merge or have two separate merge or have two separate. Every other week, it changes what they're going to do. So I think this right here is giving him the opportunity to kind of create, because here's the thing. The Lizzie McGuire project didn't go through because they were going to try to put it on Hulu. And um, uh, what's her name? Hillary Duff wanted it on Disney Plus. It was a Disney show. They wanted something similar to the way iCarly became more adult and it's on Paramount, which is the Nickelodeon. So same thing, same comparison. 
So I feel like if they merge them, they'll have more opportunities to make adult stuff. Because trust me, there's plenty of shows that probably me and Tim watched when we were younger that we would watch in a more adult version of it. A lot of people would. And they're able to, you can watch it on Disney Plus, the original, and then it'll go on to this more advanced adult one. So um, I think it's a big thing. I know his name from something else too. I think he's been involved in other Disney stuff. I can't remember. Um, Could be. So he knows the brand. Um, and then the other thing that Disney did was they appointed Asad Ayaz as the first ever chief brand officer. So for those who know what chief brand officer does, chief brand officer is basically, he's like, you have social media and then you have the person that's over social media. So they're basically looking about your brand image. So whenever someone decides to do a photo shoot in the, um, what are the, the gay days of, attire that they're promoting for gay days at the parks that person would be like okay look people like this type of of look they want this they want that they responded well to this this person has a lot on their shoulders because right he has to make sure the brand looks good while also make sure he's touching all the bases right exactly it says the main role is to this is just in general is to ensure the entire company is adhering to the purpose of your brand Basically, the why behind your company. So, and what's funny is, what's funny is, what just happened with that. Did you hear about McDonald's? No. They closed all their offices on Tuesday because the CEO was like, we have to make some changes. They were doing massive layoffs. He goes, across all of our stores, we have 70 something different versions of a chicken sandwich how do we have 70 something different versions of a chicken sandwich right exactly when it like comes from the top down like hey here's how to like well, there's hold on, one though. way to make it you got to think though some countries wouldn't appreciate a deep fried piece of chicken with bre- right. well, I mean, chicken I, breast yeah i could no i i mean i could see that I mean, you know, right. I get, I get that, but but what they, what they are saying is because people don't know with Disney, with with Disney, with McDonald's, you can make a suggestion and they can go, oh yeah, you can bring that back. That's why the McRib used to bounce around from location to location because mm-hmm. they would take turns doing it, even though if it wasn't official. So, I think it's kind of awesome that you know Disney is kind of trying to get ahead of the ahead of it because here's the thing, Tim and I, the Disney. The Disney Vision, we remember Tim probably remembers this, was that Sunday nights, Walt would come out and introduce whatever feature it was. He would do his little speech, even though he was already dead. He had his speech he would give. Tinkerbell would walk up and would fly around. The Whatever feature it was would show, and then she'd fly up and she'd tap her wand, and the, everything would disappear, and that was the end of it. That's what Disney was all about, was that one... You're, he would tell you the moral of the story it was all about moral this, moral that. I know it's a lot about money now, but people failed to realize Disney went from just being Disney to being Disney, Marvel, Fox. Um, you know, what's the what's their um, touchstone? All these different mm. things, Pixar, they're all mixed in now. So having one person trying to merge the brands, I think, is fantastic right no exactly and i think you know then then that way whoever the president is has that one person 
there to be like, hey, you know, what's going on? Or, hey, here's, you know, what we what we want to do now. Go yep. and then have it, you know, kind of trickle down. And you just hope they're able to do their job good because, you know, sometimes right. sometimes we're just looking for a scapegoat. And this guy knows, look, I'll take it. I'll be in the position for six months. They'll pay me a couple million to fire me, and I'll be good to go for a couple mm-hmm. years. Right. You know, that does happen. So, um, right. No, exactly. And speaking of which, um, I, Perlmutter says Disney fired him due to fun- fundamental differences. He said, I cared about return on investment. Now, the problem with that is, is basically you could have a situation – like Iger mentioned when he was mad at Chappic about not wanting to release. What was it, Mulan? Which uh, one was it? He didn't want to release something. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. I remember it, but I can't remember what it was. Was it Raya and the Last Dragon? That could be that one. He didn't want to release one of them, and it was a huge hit. And then Iger's like, why would you listen to that guy? So a lot of times people, what they do is they rely too heavily on, on the numbers themselves. They'll go out and do polls and say, oh, we liked this. Oh, we hated that. That's why you see so many of these movies these days will have plot holes. Oh, the house and that doesn't make sense because they did a poll somewhere and someone was like, oh, hey, can you have the guy say this in it? And then all of a sudden it ruins the whole entire thing. So, you know, they obviously they have an idea um, about what they want. And um, he was not a part of that vision, and now they've moved on. So, and he's actually been still been supporting Disney this whole time afterwards, telling them they're making right. good decisions or bad decisions. So, so next uh, we have the filming for Joker: Folly Adieu has officially wrapped. Will hit theaters on October fourth of twenty twenty four. Lady Gaga looks amazing. She looks really good. I have a strong feeling she won't even appear as Lady Gaga in this movie. I have a feeling she's going to appear as her real name, which is Stephanie something. I can't remember the name, her last name. But I have a feeling she's going to appear as that because it's that it looks that good. And this is the, right, Talking Phoenix playing the Joker. Yeah, it's the, it's the sequel. Yeah. Yeah, no, I saw I saw the pictures of them, too. And like I said, it looked, it looked really good. She has one against the wall, and she looks very much like the Harley Quinn that we've seen in, like, the cartoons. Very disheveled with the paint on her face. She doesn't have the headset piece on, but she might have it on. We don't know. We just see her leaning against the wall, so we don't know. Um, we did get the uh, Barbie posters revealed for every Barbie and Ken actor in Margot Robbie's film, Barbie. And it's amazing. It looks ridiculous. I am hoping, I am praying that it's going to be like the Brady Bunch new movies where basically everyone thinks they're freaks and is like, what is going on? And have it not be like, they're not like, this is their world. They're in the Barbie world. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the, the posters, well, I shouldn't say the posters, I guess the way that they presented them kind of look like, uh, like a like a Brady where they had the individual posters, but then they had them like in a checkerboard. Um, yep. But you know, obviously they're each individual posters, and uh, yeah. So I mean, we'll know here. It says uh, only in theaters July twenty first. So 
And what's crazy to me is when they announced this movie, it was 2021. And I'm like, man, I'm never going to, we're never going to make it. And here we are, Tim. Right. (laughs) Right. No, exactly. Exactly. So we'll, uh, Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, this one is kind of awesome because I've heard stories about this. Um, there's a cover reveal for Disneyland on the mountain, a book about Walt's unfinished ski resort. Um, all I remember from it was that Walt was trying to make a ski resort and that I think it was partially built. Yeah, I don't know how far they they got they, into it, but I know um, Country Bear Jamboree was going to be up there. <clears throat> so, I mean, they got far enough along where that uh it's not necessarily a ride that show was going to be up there um and it was in um why can i think of the name was it Big Bear? of uh, no oh one of my um old employees i used to work for he used to go camping up there but it's in the in the sierra nevada's kind of down towards my neck of the woods um up in the mountains mount shasta <clears throat> no um oh it's not a mount um uh, why can't i it's not coming to me now but mineral king there we go <clears throat> um mineral king resort so that's um <clears throat> where it was going to be at and uh yeah he's gonna have like country bear jamborees up there um i want to yeah. say the stuff that i saw they had like a cabin built that was like country Jer- country bear jamboree style right and right oh i'm sure there there could be you know like not necessarily he, he passed cabins. away he passed away during the building of it right yes yes or he got or he got his cancer got bad like I think it was only like they only had started it like a month or two. Like it wasn't yep. being built very long. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he was in the battle of the I'm kind of reading a quick little biopsy of it. Um that it said uh although the court bottle coupled with Walt Seth in 1966 meant the end for the Mineral King Resort. So it was another thing that he was <clears throat> working on along with Epcot and everything else. So yeah. But it was going to be a, a ski resort up in the mountains. Um, like I said, pretty much it would have, from my house to up there, it probably would have taken me maybe an hour and a half. So, and it was, and I, from what I remember too, it wasn't going to be strictly Disney themed. It would have no. a Disney aspect to it, but it was yes. legitimately going to be a ski resort. Yep. Yep. No, exactly. Exactly. Um, but, you know, it would have been interesting to see, you know, I may get this book and see, uh, you know, what it what it could have been. And coming from Disney, man, I can only imagine. I can right. only imagine. You got to right. think Squaw Valley. They have that wonderful gondola that I've been in. And that's that state of the art. And that was for the Olympics in like the 80s there. Uh, so, yep. yeah. You know, and then. um yeah, and then he did the 1960 Winter Olympics. Uh, Walt did had a big hand in that one as well. Yeah. So, which I think was that Squaw Valley. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah. 
Squaw yeah. Valley, they they held the, the the Olympics in the '60s. They ha- still have the ice skating rink they used for the hockey and everything, which is the top of a mountain. And they still have the ski jump they use for the long jump, which you can't go on it anymore. But it looks like a miniature model compared to what they do now. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it is cool to see what it was and what that was. What? What? 60, 70, 80, 90, 10, 20, only 60 years ago. Yeah. Now, this one, I don't know if I should be concerned or not, but. HBO is nearing a deal for a seven-season Harry Potter series, which each season would focus on a different book slash movie from Harry Potter. Um, there's no casting. There's nothing done. There's nothing set in stone. They're just literally just talking about it. Um, I know um, Rupert Grint as well as. Um, uh, What's his? I can't remember Harry Potter's name now. Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe have often said they would be open to considering, you know, a role. But I mean, you never know. You know what I mean? Right. It 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 it, it could it could you know work out well or it could not work out well. So um, I am hopeful if they can do something like they're doing for House the Dragon. Um, that'd be awesome. As well as The Last of Us, which I haven't watched but I heard is phenomenal. Then maybe we'll get something great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it is, you know, HBO. So, I mean, they've put out some good stuff. Yeah. A hundred percent. Funko Games has announced a Star Wars Rivals strategy card game, which is coming soon. So, who knows? It's probably turn based, almost Magic the Gathering style, but we don't have a hundred percent. I think they had a hint, but I don't think they told us exactly what it is. Right. Oh, it looks like it's even going to have, I mean, games and uh, figurines. Mm. Looks like tokens and. Um, so almost like those... Dungeons and Dragons. <clears throat> yep. And one of those those dice, just like Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know what you would call it. An octagonal dice or whatnot. They're, eight sides. Or... It's eight sided die. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then lastly, in our general pile is Oscar winning Star Wars, the Indiana Jones production designer, Norman Reynolds has passed away at the age of 89, which is shocking to me because so me and Tim are almost 40 and it doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like, you know, Star Wars, Indiana Jones are that recent, but they are enough to where this guy was only 89 years old and he was a major player in the production of it. So, um, right. RIP to him and, uh, his family, you know, prayers to them as well. Right. Exactly. So he was double Oscar winning art director. That's good. Right. Hmm. Yep. Um, now we're going to the gaming pile. Um, I did see something about this, about how Call of Duty players are getting shadow banned. And there's some sort of glitch in the system right now where if if I'm playing with Tim and I want to be a jerk and we're in like a group chat, I can say, hey, everyone report Tim. And Tim will get banned. Regardless of any proof or whatever, it's happening a lot. And now they're doing this thing where apparently they found a way to track PC and console players who have a certain program installed that allow them to bypass the standards. So they were the ones that were causing the 
lag. They were causing the shutdown of the games. Oh, the servers to crash and all that. <laughs> all that. So they have found a way to track them. But the problem is, is actually, it, I almost feel like Call of Duty lets so many people get away with it until they have a certain amount and they ban them all at once to be like, oh, they, hey, look, yep. we banned 50,000 people. And I'm like, well, bro, I'm tired of um, the lag. So, fix right. it now. Yeah, um, exactly. And along, um, along the same lines, Tim will be excited that Plunder is coming back next season. I saw that. So we keep the game updated. I play some multiplayer here and there, but we'll see. Um, those that don't know, um, FIFA and EA are no longer working together because FIFA is corrupt as all can be. And um, technically, they don't even have the rights to the players that, that EA is paying for. So EA Sports has revealed the logo for the new soccer game series that will replace FIFA uh, finally. That is amazing. Um, Hogwarts Legacy most popular houses have changed two months after launch. Now, for those who don't know, your missions that you do do depend a little bit on your house. Gryffindor has the most uh, most um, uh, side quests. Uh, Slytherin has the least. I think Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw is the next least, and then Hufflepuff is third of the least, so Gryffindor does have the most side quests. Um, so I don't know which one's the most popular now, but I know people do change houses to get different experiences. So that's not shocking. You know, like 95% of people are, are Gryffindor. And then I guess, you know, people don't want to be Slytherin. I'm Slytherin. I, in the game, I was Gryffindor, but I was Slytherin. And that's what I've been sorted into. Um, so, you know, it is what it is on that. But it is interesting to see, even though the game has dropped off. What do we say, Tim? Like, it was like 70% drop off of playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Once, um, oh, there was something that came out. Was it Among Us or The Last of Us? Like, update or something came out? Something oh, came out. They did The Last of Us Remastered. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah. And that basically took away. And yeah. also, we got Resident Evil 4 Remastered as well. So, <laughs> yep. Two zombie S yep. games. So. Um, last one in the gaming is insane. Star Wars Jedi Survivor PC is going to be 155 gigabytes to download. That is more than Warzone. A lot more than Warzone. Right. That's, I mean, if, if it's worth it, you know, if it's worth it, it's worth it. My only thing is... There are some games out there that have DLC planned and maybe the DLC would be backdoor installed. So all you have to do is like a 30 mega, 30 megabyte, a hundred something megabyte update that unlocks those items. That, so maybe yeah. that's hopefully what it is. I am assuming the reason why it is so big as well is because you will be able to play it offline. So it's not like you're taking data from the internet as well. <laughs> so you need to, you know, yeah, basically need the whole game. You need the whole game, right? So, yeah. Um, now on to our park stuff before we get to the big reveal from Tim. Um, on the other amusement parks, Hippogriff Magical Encounters of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Universal Studios Japan. I would go there just for that. It actually looks pretty awesome, and especially with the, you know in the Asian parks, they they do it upright. 
it looked real. It looked real. You know, as real as a hippogriff can look, it looked real. Right. Right. Well, there you go. Yeah. On your next trip. Yeah. Uh, scare actors are wanted for Universal and the resort now in their internal auditions for Halloween Horror Nights, which you do have to audition the same way that they audition like people for Batu and stuff at Disneyland. You have to audition to get approved to be in it since you will be leaving your position to do this for the, I think it's a month and a half or two months that they have it. So, yeah. Um, we did get a Super Mario Bros. plumbing fan fan photo plumbing van photo op at Universal Orlando. It's kind of cheap because just a van. It's kind of like, yeah, okay, it didn't it's look. Just, it's just a van sitting there. Yeah, I mean, it's like it, they. Put it a, looks like it looks like a real van. It looks like it's a real van going to work on like plumbing there. Right. It looks. Yeah. It looks like they bought a Geek Squad van from Best Buy, repainted it, mm-hmm. and. There you go. Kind of disappointed in it. A little bit, but hey. Um, Universal Orlando Resort is hiring full-time drone operations managers, so I'm assuming drone operation manager is probably just the guy that goes through and makes sure they're all working correctly, but um, you never know. Um, And lastly, for all the other parks, Universal Studios Hollywood test sound levels for rumored Fast and Furious coaster after neighbors express concerns they can express all the concerns they want universal's got more money than they ever dream of and they're not gonna be able to do anything about it right but it's just you know interesting that they're obviously testing sound levels for for something so yeah. it says you know rumored fast and fierce coaster but it'll be interesting to see what they're actually testing for yeah, yeah exactly if it is that or or something else because if know, they're or, testing the, if they're testing the sound all I could think of would be if it's like they have speakers or something on it, kind of similar to the Incredicoaster where Jack, Jack and them are doing stuff. So, right. We'll see. Yep. Um, so in the general Disney pile, this one is important to me. Um, the, I don't even know. It's, Bob Iger says that Disneyland and Walt Disney World combination premier annual pass will not return. Now, that's a huge thing for some people, not anyone that I know, because, um, you know, I don't know anyone that has that. You know what I mean? That has it, yeah. I think it's really popular on, uh, like, media people and bloggers, because they'll have, you know, like uh, maybe they're based in Orlando, but they come do Disneyland stuff or vice versa. Yep. Uh, and the reasoning why he said that it was there is just lack of interest, which I yep. mean, yeah, I get it. I think it was what, like over $2,000 for it. I mean, it was definitely, I mean, if you go to say you go to Disney World a lot and go to Disneyland once or twice a year or vice versa, it was definitely worth it. Um, yeah. Excuse me on that aspect of it, because you're not going to fly across country and only go there for like one or two days. You're going to go there for, you know, A multiple week. days. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what you say. It's not don't have that much, uh, you know, interest in it. So just not going to do it. I saw one one time in person, and it was it's it was a very basic car, but it's still pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Um, new Disney Park Starbucks collection is coming soon 
with a keychain and tote bags, and they are available on Shop Disney. The um, keychain is a little cup. It's legit. Like it looks just like the giant Starbucks cup. So all them basic girls out there are gonna want that ASAP. Right. Exactly. And it's. I mean, Starbucks does a good job with that, especially teaming up with Disney. Yep. Um, we got our first look at the Hallmark Haunted Mansion Tree Topper and ornaments that are coming soon. I know that's a big thing for like my stepmom loves getting the ornaments from Hallmark and she will get the book and I'll tell you that they come out on this day. We no longer have a Hallmark store in town. So you have to order them, but they're very hard to get for a lot of them. Right, exactly. And especially like Haunted Mansion, you know, it's kind of, I don't want to say Christmassy, but you know, a lot of people have trees that are, oh, this is my Haunted Mansion tree. Um, you know type deal so they could you know decorate their tree with i think it's like three or four different ones um on it so there you go and especially from hallmark you know they're going to be good quality yeah well and the thing about hallmark too is like they don't like people don't realize so if you're if you're on in hallmark you're getting vetted so they're going to know whether or not you know you're doing a good job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're going to do their investigations or to make sure it's a quality product. And then also vice versa. They're going to make sure the company they're working with is good. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, next magic band plus will be debuting on cruisy Disney cruise line soon as Disney band plus. I think this is brilliant. I know that it's going to be hopefully like what we had when we were at Disney World, where basically it was um, when we went, your room key was your pass, was your food voucher thing, everything was your pass. You could charge to it everything. Which I think they're going to, that's, that's a good way to do it. So instead of saying, hey, charge it to this room, just go ahead and just scan it on your, on your band. Right, exactly. I mean, people are already doing that kind of on their with their phone already. Um, yep. So might as well just have everything instead of taking your phone out every time or your pass or, you know, or your wallet. And here's my card. Here's my card. Yep. Have it on your wrist. There you go. Exactly. It's now just the best, so much easier. Right. Now, the best thing that they could do to really even get it even more. A lot of people are wearing Apple watches is to integrate it with that instead of having um basically having two wristbands yep. on it yeah and i know there i think there is uh you know with etsy or whatnot i think there is something where like there's a uh, a band that has the apple watch and yes, like the yes. rfid tag from um from the magic uh, band you could put in it yeah, so basically they make this one band that goes in, so you pick the style you want, and it has a spot that it locks in the RFID tag on the side of the watch, or they have it to where it's bigger, so that it looks like a bigger watch face, like those yeah. bigger fancy ones, and yeah. you can put the RFID on it to where you can, it'll still scan through your watch. I don't know how it does it, but it's supposed to work through your watch. Right. And I think a lot of them have tested because there's guys out there that will make 
um, the magic band entry things for your house, like, like oh, a, yeah, as, as like a, a thing to get in. And I believe they they a lot of them have that to just show you. They test it and it goes, look, it works, kind of thing. Right. So, um, and lastly, in the regular pile, general uh, Disney College program starting wage increased by two dollars an hour later this year. It's well deserved because these kids don't make anything. And it's not like you're working for Jeff Bezos. People don't know. If you're a Jeff Bezos assistant, just so you know, kids out there, every single person who has ever been an assistant for Jeff Bezos is now the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Every single one of them. So uh, this is just a regular job kind of thing. So we'll see what happens. Um, Now with Walt Disney World, um, they are going to be resuming all annual pass sales this month. But please make sure if you're going to get one, get it as soon as possible because they probably will stop selling them like they did with Disneyland, especially depending on which um, which pass starts going fast. Now, Tim, what are the names of the passes again? Um, I don't know for Disney World. Disney World, they're different. Look them up because they have they actually have better names than the Magic Key program. Yep. <laughs> no, exactly. They are called, really, you don't have them on, on here? Should be on there. Yeah, it was, that was, that was weird. Okay, here we go. Wow, do they do have, I'm just looking at the first two and they are 20 times better than yep. ours. Mm-hmm. Disney Pixie Dust Pass, Disney Pirate Pass, Disney Sorcerer's Pass, Disney Incredit Pass. And those go from um, least expensive to more expensive. Yep. The Incredit Pass is the all-inclusive. I think it, that one has just uh, Christmas blocked out, I believe. So Actually, on it say, yeah, it says no, no blockout date. So. Okay. Huh. So they went to one of that. Uh, I, I guess Here. Disney... So here's the thing. Disney World is able to do it more, more, a little bit better because they have so many parks. They probably say you're not blocked well, out. But what it is is, oh, you couldn't get in here? You can go here or here or here. So right. you're technically yeah. not blocked out. Yeah, no, ex- exactly. Yeah. So um, next we have is Disney investing $17 billion in Walt Disney World over the next 10 years. And as we've seen, they desperately need it because the park is falling apart. Yeah, uh, I mean, hopefully after that they do something to Disneyland too because it's yeah. great that they got, you know, Toontown back up and going and whatnot. I mean, really wasn't that much there. I mean, they put one right in it, but we already knew it was coming. Um, but, I mean, Tomorrowland is in some dire need. Come on now. Did you get? Did you get to ride it? No, we didn't write it, and the oh. kid, wasn't, kid couldn't write it. So he couldn't. Uh, no, kid can't write it. There's a height limit on it. Oh, you know what? When you go dance with Daisy, it is kind of <laughs> reckless. Yep. So yeah, no, uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, and I think, um, I think if the cars were wider and he could sit on the inside, it might be different. Okay. Um. Next, this one is big. So Disney CEO Bob Iger comments on Marvel theme park rights in Florida. So apparently they are working on getting the rights back. There has been a very big rumor that all that's really holding it up is they're trying to help Universal come up with ideas for changing the names of the rides. Because the Hulkbuster ride, I don't know what you're going to call it, 
but it's not going to be the Hulk Hulk ride anymore. Right. So, you know, they're going to have to redo all the edges just so much. So, uh, fingers crossed for that. Um, right. Mr. and Mrs. Easter Bunny meet and greet returns to Magic Kingdom, which we assumed a lot of that stuff would come back this year. Uh, this one was crazy. So, Disney Genie Plus sells out before noon at Walt Disney World on April 3rd. And it says right there, Disney Plus, Disney Genie Plus price reaches new record high at Walt Disney World. Right. And it sold out despite the higher price. So there you go. And you got to think. So the thing, big thing for me with what they're doing is Tim and I know all too well that basically they could pull out their phone. The brand manager could probably pull his phone out. The brand exec, chief chief uh, officer could be like, oh, hey, look, we looked at it. And the price point was at $35. And it sold out in four hours or three hours. Okay, uh, we put it at 40 bucks, three and a half hours. Okay, let's go 45, four hours. Okay, they're going to keep going until it takes like six hours to sell out because regardless they're going to get the money for it so technically they could sacrifice the time of it selling for a couple hours because they're making more money off of it because they started out it was thirty dollars when i was there some of them were 30 most of them were 40 so it is what it is yep you can't fight the man so um Tron Lifecycle Run and Virtual Queue is booked in seconds on opening day. Um, it's Lightning Lane sold out before Magic Kingdom even opened. Um, Genie Plus sells out for third day in a row, fourth day in a row. Um, they're just they're 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 not stopping. Like we said, they're not going to welcome stop. to spring break. Yep, exactly. Yeah. and the thing is too is they have spring break, and then they also have the the um, they have the the Home and Garden show going on. And yep. for a lot of people, don't realize. You know, uh, Connor from ConCon's Cantina, like he was just there last week, and it's somewhere for people to go in the area too. It's not like Disneyland where it's like, bro, we're going, we're spending a lot of time down there. You're not just going for a churro. You're not. It's not separated like these parks are, where you could, you know, it's not as heavy. So, um, dismantling of harmonious barges begins at Epcot, which we knew was coming with the end of harmonious, and then. The crews begin cutting down Splash Mountain Tree at Magic Kingdom. R.I.P. Right. Um, now to Disneyland Resort. After we finish this, we'll let Tim talk about it. But the first thing is we get the first signs of construction for the new shop coming to that abandoned ride. Um, we're getting a new Disney slash native. It's a collaboration between Disney and native Moana collection at Disneyland Resort, which they're usually pretty good. When they do close collaborations, they're fire. Yeah, um, no, it looks it looks awesome. And then construction is underway on Tiana's Palace at New Orleans Square, and it's the reason why you need to get your beignets from that other little kiosk instead of actually from, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's uh, two places to get them. You get them in Downtown Disney at Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen, and it basically says a sign like, "If you want beignets, come this way." So if you miss it out, I mean. I don't know what to tell you. Kind of tells you exactly where to go. And then the other uh, place, I can't remember where to get it at um, in Disneyland, but it's basically right around the corner from um, uh, the French market. French well, market and I there. will say 
the Jazz Kitchen downtown Disney, every time I go by there, I, I don't know what it is. I just don't like that place. It always seems either super busy or the food does not look good there. So I don't know. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I mean, as far as for kind of, you know, going to, to Disneyland, we went uh, Monday, Tuesday and half day on Wednesday. Um, and, past- and, to, and to preface this before Tim goes deeper, Tim did look it up like it was it was last minute. Right, Tim? Yeah, I mean, not like last, last minute, but, you know, a couple weeks before. Right. And so and, solidified everything. And what was funny was, is Tim and I were talking about it. Was it Friday night we were talking about it or Saturday? I I couldn't I couldn't tell you. I couldn't when we remember. were we, we were talking about it and um, we looked it up on the spot and it said it was spring break for kids down south. So, oh, yeah. And so Tim was wholeheartedly to preface this was wholeheartedly expecting um, something to happen. He was expecting for there to be a bunch of kids or something to go on. Right. Yeah. For the crowds to be high, because I mean, you know, just with Easter and then spring break and it's usually around, you know, Easter time or whatnot, whether it's the week before, week after or two weeks before some schools um, do that. So um, but went down because, you know, spring break. And um, so like you're saying expecting the crowds to to be there. And surprisingly, uh, they, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, and like I said, you know, we went Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so it wasn't a weekend or anything like that. Um, and that's what the SoCal Pass was. It was one park per day, um, weekday. You could add park hopper if you wanted to, um, but you could not add, like, if you wanted to go on the weekend, it would cost you X amount more. Uh, you could only just add a, a park, park hopper on it. Didn't add that because there's no need to. Um, had a one-and-a-half-year-old that went as well, and he did really well at the park. I think I was more nervous than anybody else just not knowing what to expect with it be, you know, higher crowds and pushing a stroller. But, no, it was good. was able to find spots for him to nap that was quiet um, around, you know, lunchtime, 1 o'clock. So that was that was nice. Um, you know, the really what I would say as far as crowd level wise, the only one that I really would say that the crowds were there was actually when we were leaving on Wednesday. But I know that day and we were at Disneyland and I know that day everyone rushed to, you know, you're either going to, um, you know, Indiana Jones, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Rise of the Resistant or Space Mountain. So you're there, you know, which all of those are all different points in the park. Mm-hmm. Well, we went back to uh, to Toontown, not to ru- not to ride Mickey Minnie's Runaway, but to go see Mickey. But it didn't open until nine o'clock. But hey, we get back there, you know, experience the new Toontown uh, on that. And um, we heard people when we were walking by that Rise wasn't open yet. So then all those people that went there had to go somewhere else. Um, but even with that, wasn't that bad until we left the park. Like I said, um, left the park about 1130 and the line to get into Disneyland, like almost all the um, turnstiles were open as far as for coming in. There was only just a select few that were exit only. 
and there was lines at all of them <clears throat> and you know park hopping starts at 11 so it's probably you know some of that mm-hmm. uh, and everyone just starting to come down there but like i was telling you beforehand that even the ticket booth line i mean they have the the chain stanch- stanchions there and those were i mean there was a long line there which is really surprising especially now that you need you know reservations uh to come in so obviously there was reservations available uh at the at the tickets but um was say as far as rides and everything you know was fine learn how to do rider switch which that is awesome to do and there's a group of nine of us so there's always somebody willing to you know stay with the kids so either me and the wife could ride a ride together or you know all the guys went and then the girls stayed behind and then you know then the guy stayed behind and the girls went. So who else went with you? <clears throat> um, Mr. J and okay. his uh, girlfriend and her daughter and cousin. And then uh, other friends of my wife's uh, work went as well. Okay, that's what I figured because I figured <clears throat> t- teachers were who was going. So Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, ex- exactly. So. Um, I mean, and that's nice because so like when we went with, with uh, my son – he was seven months old, and ironically enough, um, our next child is due in July, and we're planning on going in January, and that baby will be seven months old. My son will be five, but um, it is nice to have, like, two or three people to help because yep. – so here's the thing. When we went, we did have um, – my wife's best friend was with us, so we all took turns, like you said, going on different stuff, and Tim's son's a little older than my son was, but – Tim's son did the basically the same kind of thing, that same age range where mm-hmm. you let them sleep for enough. They're troopers. You say, hey, as long as you want to sleep, I'm not worrying about nap time. It's the, it's Disneyland, you know, and we stayed one whole day. Cause we went for three, we went for four days. We, we went for one full day. The second day we went for a half day. Third day we went swimming. The fourth day we went for a full day. And then we came home the Friday but during the week's the best time to go, man. It's the it's the most magical time. Ironically enough, the best day to be there is actually Monday because mostly people are coming in on Sunday night late or coming in Monday during the day. Tuesday's usually the busiest or busy. Wednesday's the busiest, and then Thursday and Friday taper off. But I'm glad you had fun, man. It's it's um it it's weird going with a kid just because it's like you know, you know what I mean? It is weird. Yeah, no, exactly. And not knowing what, especially the first time, not knowing what to expect, but thankfully, um, <clears throat> Mr. J has a daughter as well, also older than <clears throat> my son. So he knew what to do and kind of how to do it as far as the, the child swap, which worked out great. Uh, we did get lightning lanes or G I'm sorry, genie plus, uh, the first two days didn't do it in the last day because, um, we were only going to be there half day, right? Uh, on <laughs> on that, and that worked out well because half of us would use it, then the other half, you know, would use that. And then with the rider swap as well, uh, worked out uh, nice on that. And then um, I would say so with on the Wednesday we went back to Toontown and kind of hung out back there for a good hour and a half before because the rest of the group went to Indiana Jones because that's what they wanted to ride. Mm-hmm. 
So they went there first thing, and we were just hanging out. You know, they got the play area back there or whatnot. They were, they were filming a commercial back there. So there was some of the play area, which is really the play area that I want my kid to go into because it's, I forgot what they call it, the dreaming tree. And then it has, like, roots that run out Yep. because most of the ground, especially in all the play areas, the ground is like that spongy material. So if they fall, you know, it's not like cement or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and they have roots that come out of the ground. So kind of kids could, you know, climb on them, whatnot. And their, uh, are kind of foam or soft as well. Uh, but of course that's where they were filming the commercial at, which is no big deal. Uh, so we went to, another area i forgot what it was uh goofy's house or max and goofy's house yeah and that was cool <clears throat> got a diff uh a lot of things that you could do in there and, and play with uh, and they have the slides back there as well that we went down and he enjoyed that and just walking around and uh and you know turn pushing the buttons turning the wheels whatnot and different things would happen back there uh, and then the other cool thing is, is when you first walk in where the trolley used to park at, yep. it's they have stroller parking in there. Like, oh, that's cool. Well, I thought it went back pretty deep. It doesn't. They could probably only fit like 50 strollers in there because you got to think. I thought they could fit a lot more in there. But then I got to think it's like, oh, wait, you need an aisle way for them to obviously walk up and down to get the strollers and push the strollers out. Yep. And that barn isn't that uh isn't that deep in there but the cool thing is you know you, you give it to them it's like a valet parking give it to them they give you a tag hey when you're done come back here pick them up and then the overflow is out in the front but what they've done now is because that's like a big uh, artificial turf area green grass area but it's artificial is they've put in benches up in there and so like from the benches forward uh are like no strollers are parking there. It's kind of like your green area because you could buy a picnic basket and whatnot and eat it there if you want to. Mm -hmm. um, and then from the benches back is where they put all the stroller parking in it. Because I know a lot of people were talking, it's like, oh, wait, you say you got this green area and everything, but then this bigger area over here, you have all these strollers here. It's like, okay, you're not, it doesn't make any sense. So, which was nice. And my only complaint about it, which is weird, <clears throat> um, is on all of the green areas the i'm sorry on all of like the astroturf areas mm -hmm. they it wasn't you could see or even what well, you could see and then walking to where all the seams are at it's like the seams are popping up it's almost like they didn't do that great of a job and granted like i know a lot of people walk on it i get it you know i get that but it's like i mean i almost tripped like two or three times and I'm a grown man walking there. Now you got a kid that's, you know, a year and a half, like my kid, like my son who doesn't really pick up his feet that well, not that yep. he drags his feet, but it's like, Oh, dude, there, you guys got to fix that. And I don't know if it's an issue with like the concrete underneath it or the type of turf that they got that just can't handle that much traffic. But I was kind of with that land being what it opened. Um, I don't even think it's even been open a month, the full land. No, 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 because they – so when we went uh, – I was there January 26th, and they legitimately – I don't know if you saw the exit area for the, the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. It's like mm -hmm. a it's like a shop. Yeah. That, 
that was all covered. You couldn't even see yeah. it. They had things up. Yeah. And the whole middle was covered. Right. And what I think happened was is that grass is integral to the start of like the area right there. And so I honestly think what happened was I think they rushed it, like you said, and all these influencers went in there and were taking tons and tons of photos and doing all this stuff. So I know there's no way that that's going to it's going to hold up. Because when I looked at it, I was like, that looks kind of cheap. You know what I mean? Yeah, it uh, yeah, it doesn't. And like I said, I mean, you could see the I mean, when I stepped, it was almost like, okay, here's where um, you know, this square, you know, here's where they rolled it out, here's where it stopped, here's where it stopped, and here's where the next I mean, you know, it wasn't very, you know, fluid back there. And I mean, it, it, it wasn't good. And especially if you want to have like kids back there and I get, you know, the turf's going to hold up, you know, a lot longer than grass. Cause you'd have to be replanting that grass like every other day, you know, I don't care what type of grass you got back there and the mm -hmm. turf's fine. You know, I get it. It's a green area. They've had it at Disney world there around their hub in front of the castle for, you know, years that, you know, it's fine. Um, you want people to to be there and to enjoy it, the open area. You know, you're going to have to put that in it and just, you know, the maintenance is very minimal. But like you said, it just seemed like it was right. It seemed like me and you could go there and lay it out, not knowing what's going on and could have done it a hundred times better um, on it. And that was on pretty much all of like the AstroTurf areas that I noticed. I'm like, oh, there's going to be kids tripping over here all the all the time you know younger ones that are just learning to walk or uh you know like my son year and a half i mean he'll walk but i mean he does you know sometimes doesn't pick up his feet or especially if he gets kind of going kind of fast i mean any little bump is going to throw him off i mean so, not, not even that you gotta think uh, so a kid his age is gonna be mesmerized by everything around you they're not gonna be right. watching where they're walking no exactly yeah, so I mean that was the one thing that that I noticed firsthand, and I noticed other, you know, bloggers and vloggers that have said that too. It's like, hey, this is a brand new land, and your big lush green areas are like pretty horrible. You know, does not look look good. Now the the spots like the play area uh, back there, as far as that, it's got like the spongy material on it. It's fantastic. Look excuse me, looks great. But the big lush green lawn areas, I mean, if I was to roll out a blanket and, you know, sit down, you have to find the right spot and not have a seam, you know, run right through the middle and sit down uncomfortable on it. Yeah. So, but no, it was good. Um, enjoyed, enjoyed the trip, uh, and had a, a hotel that was within walking distance and the hotel room, um, I was kind of interested to see how it was going to be, but it was kind of, um, <clears throat> it had like a, I don't want to say separate bedroom, but the bedroom had like French doors that you could close and it had like a living room. But in doing that, it was nice where the kid could run around in there. And it's not like, Oh, you know, you walk in, you kind of have like the bathroom in the front, a, you know, right. maybe a small area that's got a, a table and chair but then by the time, you know, you put the pack and play up or the crib, you know, it's got no room in it where this, you know, we felt comfortable. You know, the stroller was up the whole time. The pack and play was in the other room, had plenty of room to at the end of the night for him to, 
run around and what little energy he had really get him. Where to, uh, where was it at? And per- to go to sleep. And located was, to everything else. It was south of the park. It was the um, Anaheim Portofino Inn, Inn okay. and Suites. So it's basically just uh, you got Candy Cane kind of on the corner right mm-hmm. there um, of the park. It was the next block down right next to the uh, CVS. So which was nice because there's on that corner, there's a CVS. And then across the street, there's a Walgreens. So if you so forget anything good. Get some Gatorade. <laughs> or yeah, Gatorade waters, Barty, Barty armor. If you need some over the counter medicine, you know, there you go. So, or just, um, you know, like we didn't bring water or milk down there because we knew there was, it was right there and just stop in there and, and pick it up. So, no, it was good. Um, I, you know, enjoyed it, especially for the, the, um, the ticket prices that we got. So it was back at, at to work this morning. Yes, it was. Well, I'm glad you had a lot of fun because I know it's kind of, it's, it's even, hard. Even, even if it did take um, an hour and a half longer to get down there because the grapevine on I-5 and, Laying that mud slid all you know slid off because of the mudslides down oh, that's there. That's right. Yes. Yeah, it took you know when you have a kid and trying to time it just right, and you get stuck in that traffic for forty-five minutes, and then some traffic later on that adds an hour and a half to your trip. Was yeah. When we got down there, needless to say, the kid was hungry. I was hungry. Everyone was wanting to get out. So, but. It's okay. That's why we left, you know, came down the a day earlier and gave us plenty of time to, to get down there. So just be mindful of traffic conditions, um, especially during winter if it's snowing or raining hard. Um, yeah, especially over the grapevine. Yeah, the grapevine has not been um, very um, forgiving to people as of late. And this actually, year, yeah. When, when I came back, I was actually down in Arizona the week before we went to Disney. And when we came back, there was a mudslide. The mud was still on the road. They had it down to two lanes in this one spot coming northbound. So um, I could only ex- expect they probably are waiting for larger stuff to happen. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. And they were working on it because, I mean, the road literally was falling off um, on the shoulder. And so they had the two lanes closed. And then uh, the Saturday and Sunday night, they had it that side com- or the freeway completely closed off. Yes. So they could utilize all lanes. Just the southbound, northbound was open, um, completely closed. And they were they were uh, putting some serious amount of steel uh, down into there to uh, to support the. Uh, the freeway because that's a, a big thoroughfare from la to uh to the valley exactly so well i'm glad you had fun it's um like i said it's always uh it's always um tough when you're trying to plan with a kid this is your first trip with the kid there and i probably you knew it was going to be difficult um right it probably was well worth it because you probably saw how happy the kid was to see Mickey Mouse and all the different kind of stuff like that. So 
you know, personally, I think it is worth it, but, uh, I'm glad oh, you yeah. had fun. No, it was fun. And I, yeah. I'm glad you could share the experience with everyone because that is, um, something we want to share with everyone, but that's all we got for you this week. And I want to thank everyone who always comes through everyone who always supports. It is greatly appreciated. Um, and make sure you check us out everywhere. You can find, um, you know, we share the articles we do on our Facebook group. So if you want to go there, go check it out there. Um, it's just search FOMOcast on the group section. You'll see Tim posting all the time. I've been throwing some stuff in there as well. So we would thank you all for uh, coming in and enjoying this with us. Thank you to Mr. J for keeping um, Tim's child company while he went on rides with his wife. It is greatly appreciated. Uh, but uh, for the FOMOcast, I'm Chris. And I'm Tim. And we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>